Welcome to this podcast on endorsement liability and transfer and presentment warranties brought to you by Cali. I'm Professor Jennifer Martin. The topic of this podcast is when a party that has suffered a loss can shift the loss to another party who endorsed the instrument or who either transferred or presented an instrument for payment. Why is this important? Oftentimes an examination question will simply ask who is liable, which often involves an analysis of whether a liable party can shift liability to others. This podcast primarily covers the rules of sections 3415 through 3417. You should read those sections carefully. The capacity in which a person handles an instrument will tell us whether they have liability on an instrument and whether they might have a claim against another party. Let's look at endorsers, meaning those who do not issue an instrument, but rather sign the instrument for the purposes of negotiation. Negotiation being the transfer of a negotiable instrument. Most often, the signature is on the reverse side of the instrument. There are rules of the road as to when an endorser can be liable on an instrument. First, an endorser only has liability if the instrument has been dishonored. Second, the liabilities for the terms of the instrument at the time the endorser supplied the endorsement or if the endorser signs an incomplete instrument, the terms when completed. Third, liability is owed to any person entitled to enforce the instrument, a PEAT, or subsequent endorser obligated to pay on its own endorsement. If there are multiple endorsers, the rule of section 3415 holds each endorser liable to all prior endorsers. Fourth, if the endorsement was made on a check, which is not presented to a depository bank within 30 days after the endorsement, then the endorser does not have liability. Let's look at some hypotheticals. Hypo number one. Presume I write a check for $100 to my friend Scott. Scott, needing lunch money, endorses the back of the check and gives it to Charlene in exchange for $95. Charlene, needing money herself, cashes the check at Check Casher, Inc. Next, Check Casher endorses the check and deposits the check at Depository Bank, which pays Check Casher and presents the check for payment. When my bank dishonors the check because I'm short of funds, Depository Bank may bring a claim against Check Casher, Charlene, or Scott under their obligation as an endorser. If Depository Bank brings a claim for endorsement liability against Check Casher, then Check Casher can bring a claim for endorsement liability against Charlene or Scott. If Charlene must pay on the item, then she can bring a claim for endorsement liability against Scott. Hypo number two. Same facts, but Charlene forgets about the check and does not present the check for payment until 45 days after she received it from Scott. When Charlene endorses the check and deposits it at Depository Bank, my bank dishonors the check because I'm short of funds. Depository Bank may bring a claim against Charlene for endorsement liability, but Charlene will not have a claim against Scott under any obligation as endorser because his endorsement liability only lasted 30 days. Those who transfer an instrument, whether or not they endorse it, are called transferors and make a transfer warranty under Section 3416 and possibly Section 4207. If the warranty is breached, then the transferor has liability. This liability is owed to later transferees in the chain, not including the payer bank. The transferor makes a warranty that includes, among other things, that the warrantors are Pete, all signatures on the instrument are authentic and authorized, that the instrument has not been altered, 
and that the instrument is not subject to a defense or claim in recoupment of any party which can be asserted against the warrantor. Let's look at some hypotheticals. Hypo number three. Presume thief steals a check from my mailbox made out to me, endorses it with a blank endorsement, and sells it to Scott. Scott then sells the check to Charlene. Putting aside the thief, Scott would be a transferor who made a warranty to Charlene that he was a Pete and that all signatures were authentic. Because the warranty is not true, Scott would have liability to Charlene. In this case, Scott might take the loss if he cannot find the thief. Hypo number four. I purchase a new car from Euro dealer, signing a $40,000 promissory note as payment. Euro dealer endorses the note and negotiates it to First Bank. If I fail to pay the note because the car is a lemon, we might look to endorsement liability. Because more than 30 days have passed since the endorsement of Euro dealer, endorsement liability is not available to First Bank. First Bank can assert a breach of transfer warranty against Euro Dealer on the basis that the instrument is subject to the defense in the form of a breach of contract claim that I could assert against Euro Dealer. The payee and all other parties in the chain through the depository bank are called presenters and make a presentment warranty under Section 3417 and Section 4208. If the warranty is breached, then the presenter has liability. This liability is only owed to the payer bank that makes payment or accepts the instrument in good faith. Presentment warranties are slightly more narrow than transfer warranties and include, among other things, one, that the presenters are Pete, two, that the draft has not been altered, and three, the warrantor has no knowledge that the signature of the drawer is unauthorized. Let's look at our last set of hypotheticals. Hypo number five. Recall the check stolen by thief and transferred to Scott and Charlene in Hypo 3. If Charlene deposits the ch check at Depository Bank and Payer Bank honors the check, then Depository Bank, Charlene, Scott, and Thief will have made presentment warranties to Payer Bank. The presentment warranties would be breached because none of the parties would be a Pete due to the theft of the check from my mailbox. Hypo number 6. I write a check made out to the electrician for $200, but the electrician adds a zero to the number, making it $2,000. Pursuant to the rules of alterations, I, as drawer, am only liable for the original amount of $200. Moreover, my liability is only to a person taking the check for value in good faith and without notice of the alteration. But presume further that the electrician deposits the check at Depository Bank, which presents it for payment to the drawee second bank. If second bank makes payment on the check, it will have a claim against depository bank and electrician for breach of presentment warranties. Here, the presentment warranty that was breached was that the draft had not been altered. That warranty is not true due to the alteration by electrician. At this point, you should be able to describe who has endorser liability on an instrument, to whom such liability is owed, and when it can be asserted. You should also be able to describe which parties may claim breach of transfer and presentment warranties, to whom the warranties are made, and when a breach of the warranty can be asserted. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast on endorsement liability and transfer and presentment warranties. 
Laudables are produced and distributed by Cali, the Center for Computer-Assisted Legal Instruction. Find more Laudables at www.cali.org laudables. Send your question and feedback to laudables at cali.org. That's L-A-W-D-I-B-L-E-S at C-A-L-I dot org. The Laudable theme music is Ask Me No Question by Learning Music. Laudables are for educational purposes only. Please seek an attorney if you need legal advice.